Welcome to a quick game day preview of the Illinois basketball game in Champaign against Rutgers on Sunday at, a, I believe it's noon local time. I'm going to have a special guest on in a second, but I did want to mention that I just checked our metrics. 92% of you watching this video are not subscribed. What are we doing here, guys? Do me a quick favor. Click that button, that like button, wherever it might be. Hit that subscribe button. It really, really helps small channels like mine uh, grow and reach an audience that might be interested. But enough of that. Let me get, again, once again, bring on a special guest, Aaron Brightman from the Scarlet Faithful. Uh, Aaron was a guest on an earlier episode. Aaron, thank you for coming back on. Thanks for having me. Uh, I did want to say, you know, when we talked earlier, uh, we I was kind of nervous because Illinois tends to have rougher games at the rack. Uh, this very much seems like a, a home-dominant series between Rutgers and Illinois. But Illinois didn't really have much trouble at the rack uh, earlier in December. How has the team changed from that point to where we're at now? Yeah, Rutgers is definitely a team that's been um, kind of evolving. Uh, they've had some injury issues, which has been a big part of it. Uh, the key for me in, in this matchup is that, you know, the last time Rutgers played Illinois, they got destroyed on the boards. It was plus 28 for Illinois. Um, so Rutgers has Mawat Mag back finally. Uh, he was obviously a key piece to that team last year uh, That they were when they were off to that 8-4 and four start in Big Ten play. And in second place, he was really uh, kind of the glue guy for the team and someone that was uh, really steadily improving game after game tore that ACL against uh, Michigan State at Madison Square Garden last year, and Rutgers really tumbled after that. So he was slow out of the gate this year. They were very cautious with him, which was a good thing. Didn't return until after that Illinois game, uh, made his debut uh, on the road at Seton Hall, in which Rutgers played, uh, I would say, their best game of the season. Uh, beat, who is now in first place in the Big East, Seton Hall, pretty handily. Uh, and Mag had a big part in doing that. Just he makes them so much tougher defensively and on the boards. But what's been uh, great to see of late is his last five games, he's averaging over 15 points a game. His scoring is really blossoming. He's, uh, you know, he had a, a couple backdoor cuts uh, in the win over Nebraska. He just brings a, a physicality and a, a tough mentality on the court. Uh, but also makes up for a lot of deficiencies defensively. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be a big factor in this game. It makes Rutgers, I think, a tougher matchup for Illinois, even with Shannon being out, even if he was playing. But uh, him uh, likely being out in this game, it just it, it's definitely a different dynamic. Uh, Rutgers has, uh, you know, plays a deeper bench. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, they've struggled as a team from two-point range historically low uh, right now shooting uh, in the Kempom era, the worst two-point shooting team in Big Ten play uh, in over 25 years. So uh, they were better against Nebraska, but that is a key in this game. Rutgers was able to hit some threes against Nebraska and keep up there, but can they finish at the rim against Illinois? That I think is a, is a big question uh, in this game. That should be interesting because the Brad Underwood defense this year is basically built on making the opposing team take bad two-point shots. So we'll kind of see the wills of both teams and, you know, see what kind of strategies uh, they incorporate. Uh, speaking of strategies, I saw in the preseason poll, Rutgers was ranked, I believe, 10th uh, in the Big Ten Conference. You struggled a little bit out of the gate when it comes to the conference, but you won your last couple of games. How would you rate the job that Peichel has done thus far this season? 
Well, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting season. I mean, fan expectations are, you know, uh, based on the past few years, even though uh, the roster is pretty uh, new. Um, I think that the struggle has been fan expectations versus the reality that having Cam Spencer and Paul Mulcahy transfer out in basically the middle of the offseason, uh, May and June, has left this roster uh, deficient in certain areas. So you, you lost your starting backcourt. You lost a ton of experience. You lost your best shooter. You lost your uh, best distributor. So I think Rutgers has been um, trying to make up for that. And it's 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 been a uh, up and down struggle in that. I think Paykel has done a good job in terms of keeping this team together. They've kept their defensive uh, identity, their number six defense, uh, defense efficiency nationally. Um, but they've really struggled on the offensive end. They're, I mean, Kempom is the 250 range. Um, and they've really just struggled to make shots. I think we're starting to see some things click now. Derek Simpson is starting to step up uh, in that point guard role. And they just shared the basketball a lot better against Nebraska. There's been a little bit of, not hero ball, but I think they've just lacked patience on offense and players are trying to, to make things happen individually. Uh, and they haven't done a good job of working the defense in the half court, you know, in terms of uh, ball reversals. Um, and, and they've gotten a little bit of dribble, drive, shoot, and they've taken some bad twos. They've also missed a lot of layups. They haven't done too well. Uh, they've done a pretty good job of getting to the foul line, but haven't finished very well uh, from there as a team. So uh, they're still trying to find themselves on the offensive end. Uh, I, we've seen some encouraging signs, I think, in that Nebraska win. And it's a, about can they build momentum here on the road in a tough environment they've never won against a really good defense. In Illinois, that is bigger team than them. Uh, but I think you'll see that Pykele's, you know, the lineup's a little bit different now. Austin Williams is starting now, uh, and uh, like I said, Mag is there as well. So it's definitely a different Rutgers team that Illinois will face. I think it's just a matter of how disciplined can Rutgers be on the offensive end in this game. Uh, currently, what are the aspirations for the Rutgers uh, fans in regards to their basketball team? Are, is making the tournament still something you guys are kind of gunning for, or at this point – Let's just finish off the season strong and, you know, maybe get an NIT bid. What's the goal here? <laughs> well, that's a good question. It kind of depends who you talk to. I mean, there's been a lot of negativity for sure. Uh, part of that is a product of just how uh, far Pykele has brought the program, uh, you know, and, you know, saying this could be a transition year. Uh, it depends, you know, the, the perspective of the fan you're talking to and, and how, how they handle that. Obviously, next season, huge expectations with the recruiting class they have coming in. Uh, but, you know, it, college basketball is different now, too, right? I mean, with the transfer portal, uh, things change overnight. So I think there's definitely the expectation that after this season, Michael's got to add some pieces through that transfer portal. Another X factor for Rutgers is that Jeremiah Williams, a guy that Illinois fans should know, who originally committed to Illinois in the offseason, transferring from Iowa State, uh, ended up at Rutgers and also waiting the word on his eligibility with that gambling probe. Uh, you know, there's a chance the NCAA could rule any day now that he could be eligible uh, based on serving a half year suspension or he could get the full year. But he's, a, he's a, a guy that Rutgers is counting on, especially for next season. But 
he if he becomes available any day now, I mean, that could raise expectations for this team. He is either going to start or play a key role. They also have a big guy, uh, Emmanuel Agbol, who's been hurt all year, who could be available uh, any day as well, coming off an ACL tear. So they've been a little bit shorthanded. Um, people don't want to accept the fact that, you know, this is a down year. I think the way the schedule opens up for Rutgers after Illinois and then Purdue next week, there's a lot of winnable games on the schedule in February. So I think it's too early to rule them out in terms of being off the NCAA uh, board. The one thing about Rutgers' resume, they have no bad losses. All their seven losses are to quad one opponents. Now, that being said, they need some quality wins here. Uh, the Nebraska win was a Q2. Uh, the Seton Hall Road win was their kind of prize win right now and a quad one. So this is a huge opportunity for Rutgers. If they could go into Illinois and, and win on the road, I mean, that's a high Q1 opportunity for them. This could certainly raise the ceiling for, for where this team could be if they could take care of business with a lot of winnable games in February. So certainly a team in transition. I don't think it's it's time to give up yet. Uh, obviously, they have an uphill battle to get into NCAA bubble projections, um, but I still think it's possible because it's been such a unique season with the way their rosters evolved and who's been available and how they've been dealing with injuries. Um, if they can kind of get healthy now, which they kind of have, uh, and stick together and, and, and kind of evolve offensively, this is a team that plays defense that will keep them in any game. Once again, Sunday, it's a noon local time tip-off. Uh, let's say Rut we find out Rutgers wins uh, the game. What would you think the game script would have to be for the Scarlet Knights to pull off that up upset? Yeah, they're going to have to hold their own on the boards in this game. Uh, you know, they're going to have to score some kind of easy baskets, whether that's second chance points on the offensive glass, whether that's creating, uh, you know, opportunities in transition. Uh, they can't just rely on the half court. They're going to have to hit some threes. I, you know, to expect them to get on fire is probably unrealistic, but um, they're just going to have to be more efficient offensively. They're going to have to share the basketball and they're going to have to play really good defense as always. Um, I think the fact that Illinois does play a shorter bench now is something that, you know, Rutgers needs to lean into. Uh, they, they hold opponents to long possessions in the half court. Uh, so they're going to have to try to, you know, it's almost like body blows against Illinois. You know, they're going to have to wear them down a little bit on the defensive end, and they're going to have to make some shots on the offensive end. And I think in this game, you're going to have to attack Illinois and finish near the rim. Uh, that's going to be a tall task. But I think if, if Rutgers does win the game, that's what's going to have to happen. I think I agree with that. Uh, I, this is not a game that I hope Illini, Illini Nation take for granted, uh, especially with the quick turnaround that we have from the, the game in Ann Arbor on Thursday night. And then we have a game early on Sunday with us really essentially only playing six guys. Uh, the guys might be a little bit tired. I'm really hoping that the lack of energy that we had last week against Maryland at home doesn't transfer over to Sunday's game, but we'll see. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, can you please let the folks know where they can find you? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me again. That's uh, Aaron uh, underscore Brightman on uh, X and uh, uh, that's A-A-R-O-N. And then uh, also uh, the Scarlet Faithful podcast, a uh, daily podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you uh, listen to podcasts. So appreciate you having me on and uh, uh, thanks again. Thank you, Aaron, and uh, thank you all. And hopefully we'll see if uh, Illinois pulls off a victory on Sunday. Uh, we might do a post-game podcast there. Otherwise, there could be potentially very big recruiting news happening on Monday, which uh, 
I believe might go in Illinois' favor, and uh, we'll release an episode for that. So until then, ILL.